folks, what you're seeing right now is what we call the Bauer Hop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Rocky Stucci's Situation Room broadcasting from an undisclosed location right here. Mojo, Live O Radio, Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, iHeartRadio, Roku TV, and broadcasting around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. As you guys can see on the other side of the microphones, I got Brother Bauer and Mr. Jeff Harmon back with us today. Gentlemen, how the hell are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Doing another okay. Day, another day in paradise. And uh, as you can tell, I have a paradise tail standing in. I see that, bro. I thought you know it was a ghost there for a second. You got like spiritual stuff going on flying around you too, Bauer. I, you know, I got, I got furry stuff. I got fuzzy stuff. You know, it's just, it's all stuff flying around. He says, I got furry stuff. I got fuzzy stuff. I got a lot he's got of that, stuff. He's got that Indiana Jones shaft of light too coming through the window. I like that. Dang, it's lining yeah. up with the gong. See, he has an yeah, Indiana see. Jones shaft. What's up? Hey, where's the gong? Let's hear it, bro. Come shaft on, give us some. Here it comes. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Now I'm centered. Now I'm namaste. Now I'm namaste. Hey, folks, by the way, this segment, this program is brought to you by the Stem Light Center. If you guys are looking for all different types of holistic healing or stem cell shots for stem cell therapy, all you need to do is go to stemlightcenter.com, stemlightcenter.com, and use the code word HEAL, H-E-A-L, for 20% off a stem cell shot. And, folks, I'm telling you, 20% off is significant. Stemlightcenter.com and use code word HEAL, H-E-A-L. Gentlemen, uh, before we continue, I just want to throw something out here really quick. Today is a very special day for me personally. Um, Today is the 18th, and it is uh, my wife and I's 15th year wedding anniversary. We've been together for 20 years. And, uh, you know, I want to say something. I'm not a fan of posting a lot of personal, like, dramatic things on Facebook. I don't like, I'm an anti-drama type of guy. Uh, But there's no doubt that Lisa and I, we've had our struggles throughout the years, especially when I was back pill-popping and doing all this crazy shit. And um, she should have left me numerous times. And I, I want to make something very clear to all you folks that love me or like me or, or hang out with me every single night while you watch the program or re-listen to the program. I want you to understand that, and I'm not exaggerating. I today would not be alive if it was not for that woman. I today would not be alive if it was not for that woman. And wow. uh, it's, it's, a pro- it's a proven testament that... In marriage, there's always struggles. There's nothing easy about marriage. There's nothing easy about life. There's nothing easy about the daily struggles we go through. And I think the thing I'm trying to get across here is that through hell or high water, if you truly love somebody, you will fight no matter what storm it is. You will fight that storm. You will fight that fire. You will fight that hurricane. You will fight that flood with and for the people that you love. So, baby girl, I love you. Happy anniversary. Thank you for loving me and thank you for being you. So by the All right. Woo. Okay. Yeah, amen great, to that. So yeah, amen to that. Now that's great. Thank you. Um, I, I want to point out, folks. Now, Mr. Herman was supposed to be on uh, a couple different times. You know, when I had the whole face issue and I shaved, 
and face issue and face pain, no facial hair, psychological trauma. Um, and unfortunately, and I hate canceling on people coming on the program, and, and I actually didn't do a, a show the entire week. And so first and foremost, I do apologize to Mr. Harmon for canceling and uh, having to reschedule, but he is here with us today. But now when I went down with this whole facial stuff, he pulled up a chart in regards to my current status. And I, I cannot explain this properly, Jeff. So explain to people when somebody has an episode like I had, what information are you looking for and how are you finding this information? Well, Robert had called me up and said, hey, Rocky's not doing too well. I said, oh, that's not good. And he said, well, he said, he's, he's having problems, a lot of pain. <clears throat> so it was actually Robert that prompted the uh, the, the the whole question. And that's what it takes. Uh, interrogation astrology works. If you have a question, you just ask it. I cast a chart for the moment. And the eastern horizon becomes the querent or who, whomever you're asking about. In this case, it was you. And right off the bat, the uh, the sixth house in astrology becomes the ailment that's attacking the body. And I knew it was nerves because uh, it came up with mercury and mercury was strong and making a hard aspect. And uh, that's why I said right off the bat, looking at the chart, I said, hey, this has got to be something with, you know, a misalignment of bones or some kind of nerve issue connected to the neck because uh, all the symbolism and the signs and all that were that way. You know, I can never give medical advice to people. Right. And I always love using astrology in concert with allopathic and naturopathic medicine. And I, I've done this with a lot of different doctors, even a lot of doctors won't admit uh, to astrology. A lot of them think it's crazy, but I've had naturopaths who uh, we've compared the data because, you know, you, you probably had an MRI, right? Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't you have an MRI? I yeah. Did. Now, what did they find? Exactly what you're saying. I'm having neurological oh, really? compression there in the back go. of my neck and the back of my head. There you go. Yeah, that's what the chart indicated. And what's what's interesting is like my son, just the other day, I saw him get up at 530 in the morning. I'm like, Aiden, what's wrong? And he said, my tooth hurts. You know, my son's just going on 18. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And what happened is he went to the dentist and got it checked. And I cast a chart and I said, uh, again, it was nerve issues. They, they saw a little black line going in the x-ray. So, of course, the first thing they want to do is a root canal and mm -hmm you know, take it out. And then I'm, 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 wait a minute, a front tooth on a 17 going on 18 year old. I don't want to do a root canal. So what we did is we took comfrey oil, you know, comfrey from the plant and we've been putting it on there. And then we'll go back to the dentist and get a re-x-rayed and hopefully he won't have to have a root canal and he can heal it. Comfrey root is so astounding. Anybody can look that up on the internet. You, you have the root and you have the leaf. You got to be careful with the root root. It's very, very powerful. It's great for nerve damage. The the Roman soldiers and many people on the battlefield in the Middle Ages used to carry a pouch of it with them because when they'd get cuts with swords or they'd get perforated or broken bones, contusions, bruises, you know, springs, whatever, you could coat the area with a poultice. You just make it out of you know, gauze or in the case of something like my son's mouth, we're just using olive oil saturated with the comfrey and it's coming around. He's already saying it's better. So you, you never know a little craniosacral work and keep checking with the MRI, you know, and, and see, it looks like you're going to come around, but it, it said three days you'd get better. And you, and you did. So the pain went away. Yes. The pain or went away. It's, it's, it's really weird though. I, I, I try to explain it to people. It's like, I, 
it, it trips me out. It's, it's not affecting my life. It's not obviously affecting me talking because I talk and I talk a lot. Uh, it's just the numbness is just tripping me out. You know, you, my, my gum line is still a little bit, uh, numb. Uh, now I was given some peppermint oil, some uh, doTERRA. I think I'm saying it right from our dear friend, Leslie, who's in the chat room right now. Thank you, Leslie. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's psychological or not, but I think it's actually that peppermint oil that I'm putting on the outside because it feels different after I put this peppermint oil on my face. Um, it's crazy how the chart. It's crazy, Jeff, how the chart can be so accurate with something like this. This is why when you were on last time, and Bauer, uh, you remember when we talked about this, mm-hmm. I often asked the question, is, is if, if our, I don't know how the best way to put this, if our life was like on a DVD, and we put it into the DVD player, and we push play, and, and there's a movie that we watch, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's the end. And I've often wondered through my little thought process if, our existence on this planet is already pre-scripted. You know, right, good, bad, wrong, no matter what the situations or scenarios may be. You know, because when you, like with this situation, Jeff, I got the face stuff going on. I got the neurological stuff going on. You pull up a chart, and your chart is freaking spot on. And that's why sometimes, and I'm not saying that my theory is accurate. I'm just saying sometimes I think that our existence is already predetermined. I, th- I think to a degree, I, I don't think astrology predicts the future. I think it it's kind of, I, I like to look at it like life is like a road. If you're on a road, you're subject to the curves and the stops and the corners and the traffic and everything else, but you have free will on that road, but you're still, you know, subject to the conditions of the road. And, uh, you know, this is different. This type of astrology is much different because it's actually uh, what I would call truly divinational. Um, I, I've got so many amazing texts from the Middle Ages and back where there was one astrologer who got prosecuted. He was actually brought to the court. You've been practicing witchcraft. And all these people showed up and said, no, no, no. He actually prescribed herbs and such and such. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it healed me. And uh, the judge in the court, of course, this is like the 1500s, I think, they let him go. Said, okay, you know, apparently you're not doing witchcraft. You're just helping people with some divinatory science, you know. But it's it's really weird the stigma around astrology. And I, I have to say myself, I I don't believe it predicts the future. I do think it's very accurate at indicating what happens. Um it, 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 because we're in an interactive consciousness. It's it's almost like, you know, how can out of seven billion people, how many are named Rocky Stucci? You know how many I mean? had that condition? And how many people <laughs> asked that question at that time? And, and it also matters where I cast the chart, where any astrologer casts the chart. But uh, and I, my I, mother turned me onto this stuff, and I, I always said, Wow, how can that be? And it's still an enigma. You know, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating really- how holistic healing is in modern day, uh, some people, some extremely religious people will look at like holistic healing as some form of witchcraft or some bad thing to do when it's been that type of healing that's been around for thousands of years before modern days, you know, uh, pharmaceutical medicine became available to us. Well, this happened when back in the Renaissance, when they started to have, when you had the, the age of enlightenment, you had hermeticism was, was brought in to try to it was a lot of the mystery schools and this knowledge was protected and kept sacred and secret because some of it is extremely powerful. And you want to talk about power. Here's a real time example. You're in the hospital last week going through MRIs, CAT scans, 
with loads of uh, stamped approved professionals. And I'm not taking anything away from them. They are, uh, they've gone in and learned a body of knowledge, a knowledge stack, and they have become proficient enough. They've gone from initiates to adepts in the old world definitions of a certain body of knowledge. And that knowledge, what happened was there was so much religious constriction on thought and ideas and on the ancient knowledge, which had been around a lot longer than most of the religions, if not all of them, that the religious, when you had people who were illiterate, who didn't have the ability to go out and do their own research like we can do today, it was a lot easier to control them by, you know, putting a guy in a beard on a lounge chair up in the clouds, sitting there drinking a beer, telling everybody, you know, you must do this or you're going to end up over there in this fire pit. And that scared the hell out of people. And it controlled the narrative, controlled the thought, controlled the knowledge stack. So you have something that's kind of akin to that today, in my opinion. A lot of the science across multiple disciplines has become rather theological in, in their dogma and, and in the way that they uh, have tried to control that narrative. But here's a guy, Jeff Harmon, out in West Hills, California, sitting there with a computer program and understanding the knowledge, this ancient knowledge, and being able to ask and query this interactive consciousness within the cosmos just with words and intent and with energy. No big machine, no 240 volts coming in and lighting up the place and throwing around magnetism and a bunch of people in robes and gowns and did you have robes and gowns in your MRI there, uh, Rocky? Dude, I, I can tell you a horrifying story, but I'm trying really hard to be professional right here, bro. But but they made me. <laughs> well, we so this was that. the first time they actually gave me hospital underwear, bro. And I'm going to tell you something. They were not Whoa. dude underwear. I mean, my the, 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 the pitch of my voice increased. I walked different, walked into the MRI machine, and I actually sat with my legs crossed in a very funny, feminine way. Dude, it was a really weird situation. I can't explain that. You know what I'm saying, bro? What's up? I was having images of this while you were, you know, telling us about, you know, you had to go do this MRI. I'm thinking he's got the gown is the, is the flap flailing in the back and how many nurses are following that furry picture. I had four nurses, dude, four of them. Ooh. What's up now? And he's still married. He's and still, married. still married. So we... Yeah. The wife's just like, bring him back by five. She goes, pump up the tires. I'll ride the bike. You know what I'm saying? What's up? <laughs> you guys can have him for a while. I've had him for 15 years. I need a break. Let me ask you something, Jeff. I'm serious knowing here because I'm doing something uh, a week from tomorrow. I'm doing something next Thursday. And um, so the first question I have is, what is your knowledge in regards towards the indigenous or Native American cultures and their beliefs or theories when it comes to astrology? Well, I, I find them really open to it. Um, there's some really profound stuff. Uh, I've got a couple of clients that deal in that stuff, and there's and there's there's the Lakota. There's different there's different disciplines that um, I think some of this stuff's really profound. You know, they were called savages and everything else. And when you really look at their by, by the older cultures, let's say that, or the the beginning settlers here mm -hmm. in the country, but I find some of them are really advanced spiritually, very. I, agree. Oh, I, I have I great agree. attitude. And, and you know what? I'll tell you something. If somebody ever came and took my home, you're going to be calling me a savage too because I'm fighting for it. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you just kept moving them around. Yeah. Well, and to, and to yeah. Jeff's point about the Lakota, mm -hmm. 
just as a quick aside, when I started my uh, label back in 99, well, 20 years ago now, one of the first CDs we did was a Native American uh, CD. It was a duo, uh, Tom Goodman and um, uh, Danny Begay. And Danny one who? was a Danny, who? Danny Begay, B-I-G-A-Y. Oh, okay, Begay. the same, bro. And this lie. brother could, he, oh man, they, he makes some just amazing flutes. In fact, everything with the exception of the guitar on that album, it was uh, Spirit Keeper's Sacred Ground, which you can find at IntuitiveSouth.com. Oh. Um, everything with the exception of the guitar that Tom played, these guys made. The hand drums, the rattles, the shakers, the flutes. So it was a very, very organic uh, sonic satiation and, and creation. But my point was is that Tom uh, had monthly sweat lodges and they were Lakota style and these are the ones where you you cook the rocks till they are just glowing mm -hmm. in this golden or orange just glowed beautiful oh. color and then you get into a a little hut that is completely blacked out there is no light in it whatsoever you can usually get depending on the size of the lodge about 15 to 20 people around the, the outside or the inside of the wall of the lodge and you've got a big pit in the middle and they bring in seven rocks per round. And in those, the, they're bringing them in. They're just this glowing pile of beautiful hot rocks. We use sage, uh, sweet grass, tobacco, eucalyptus, and water. And so as the rocks are brought in, you get seven. They close the door. You start putting the various herbs on those rocks. And they just begin to smolder. And then you throw the water on. And I've done, I don't know, 35 or 40 of these lodges it's one of the most profound physical and spiritual experiences i've ever had including all yeah. of the pentecostal stuff that both dowdy and i've gone through in the past when it was you know very very intense this is a cleansing and it's it's really uh, if anybody gets a chance to do any kind of sweat lodge lakota in particular you come out of that and i i i would you know promote this by saying look for three weeks after a lodge, my every inch of my epidermis felt like a baby's butt. It was oh, just, it's so dang. cleansing. Got a lot of comments on that too. But uh, <laughs> it, the, the Lakota ceremony, you start with tobacco, there's chants, there's songs, there's uh, a lot of prayer. There's a lot of open exchange of the people within the lodge. And it is a profound spiritual experience. Interesting. Yeah, there, there's a lot of knowledge that that's really valuable. You know, even take uh, just what was it about three days ago? I had a shaman that I have as a client comes out of the jungle down in South America. Interesting. You know, right Interesting. next to the equator. Yeah. And, and they're doing all kinds of stuff with herbs and cleansing and so on and so forth that parallels allopathic and naturopathic medicine. That's really, really quite profound. It really is. There's there's a lot of knowledge there. Ayurveda, which is in Vedic astrology, is really impressive to me. And I've had a number of naturopathic doctors really be interested in that. And, you know, I got great respect for modern medicine. I think the science today, the MRIs, mm -hmm. the blood work, it's fantastic. It really is. I mean, you, what, what I love about modern allopathic medicine is you can really see science that gives you the result of what's happening. The problem is they're not looking as much at causes, even though they say they are energetic imbalances. When you start talking about auras and etheric doubles and and energetic imbalances within the the what we would call secondary body, they're going to walk out the room. 
because it's hard science, but the hard science is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And, and what's, what I love about uh, what I would call medical astrology or Ayurvedic astrology is another branch of it, is you get to look at the energetic influences, which are completely different than the results in the allopathic science, but the two parallel because cause result. And it's, it's interesting on that. Like right now I've, I've got a, a couple of progressions going on. And speaking of skin stuff, I've been noticing my skin is very sensitized to things right now. So what have I been doing? I've been compensating with cleansing herbs. I've been going on a lot of stuff that purges and cleanses. Maybe I should come up there with Robert and we'll do that sweat lodge. Oh yeah. I'm coming too, bro. (laughs) What's up? I'm there. So, so Rocky, what are you, what are you doing next week that has some uh, native, uh, so, so here's, here's the thing. And, and so this is, uh, I'll be honest with you, gentlemen, this is, I, I am crossing the threshold of my standards because I, I'm usually very against this, but, um, Scotty last week did a series in regards to wounded knee and then Pikes Island, uh, right here locally in the twin series, cities. Yeah. It really was. Um, I had this fascination with our indigenous culture here and our indigenous history in the United States. Uh, I, 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 I align with them spiritually. I, I just, there's so many different things I align with them. And so we're going to go to a site where it was, uh, where 38 native Americans were hung. It was supposed to be 200 and it was one of the biggest concentration camps in the United States. And it was all native Americans. And, um, I am actually for the first time, again, I'm going against my standards here and people are, are, they're going to shoot back at me on this. But I'm actually going to go there in a very respectful way, and I am going to try to communicate with any spiritual spiritual elements that are still on this island where this concentration camp was at. Uh, it breaks my heart, gentlemen, that people don't even know this history that walk this island on the walk paths every single day. They don't even know the history. So I want to go there and I want to communicate, and I just want to get your guys' input if you think it's bad timing, if you think maybe it's not the right time to do it, or if I have the clearance to, to where it's going to be done safely and respectfully. Uh, that's something that uh, I think Jeff can can get an indication from the charts. I would say... Well, I'll look at that right now. Let me look at it. So I, we, I we just, it's we, fine. We, we just uh, have, looking at the chart. We just have a couple minutes left here, gentlemen, before we got to go out to break. So, Jeff, if you want to check that out, and then when we yeah, come I'll, back... Yeah, I'll cast break, the chart then, on it right now and see what it comes up like. And and I would say this, Rocky, in my experience with... Next Thursday, uh, Jeff. In my experience with the, the spirit energy of the world, and in particular the types of spirits that you're talking about, because I, you, in the, one of the shows you did with Scotty, you guys talked about, he was talking about the monument, right? Yeah. And how he felt, um, that it was kind of strange. There wasn't too many people that even knew that, that it was there. They walked by and it every day. They didn't know what it was for. They just thought it was this little freaking yeah. wooden freaking structure. And he had a sense of, of, you know, uh, uh, he described it as, a reserved or feeling something inside where he he wanted to experience it, but at the same time, it was kind of being held back and he wasn't sure if it was him or the spirits themselves. I can say this about the grandcestors, what the uh, Native Americans typically refer to as, you know, the, uh, those who came before. There is a, a unique, at least in my experience, a sense of respect of them and the way in which they engage with 
the mother earth with the nature of the earth. Mm -hmm. And my sense is that when you go there, you'll have, you'll have a, the sensation of, um, we know that you're here. We respect the fact that you are here to respect us. And it's kind of going to be left there. I mean, that's kind of my sense. All right. So folks, when we come back from the break, let's see what Mr. Harmon has to say through the astrological chart to see if it's a good or bad idea that I try to open the portal of communication with our brothers and sisters from the past. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Harmon. We got brother Robert Bauer in the freaking meatball right here. Rocky Stucci Situation Room, Mojo 5 Old Radio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Stand by, folks. <clears throat> You're supposed to start talking like 10 seconds after the music starts. I can't help it, though. I, I, I seriously, I, I cannot help it, freaking Bauer. That's that's your rip right there, brother. I got to appreciate the moment every time I come back in. You know, I've noticed uh, uh, an enjoyment that you've shared with that. And I got to tell you, I, I enjoy it, too. I, I like the opening. I like, and what's it been, a couple of months we've, we've had that up there? Dude, you got some spiritual shit going on at your house right now. You think? I'm seeing shit, dude. I don't know if it's a, like a psychic thing or if I'm really seeing stuff. I'm seeing I had, stuff. I had an orb uh, the other night come through, and it it was um, a light bluish with the center with a like a green oh. external glow. Cool. Came in, hovered through the room, came through and up and over my my backdrop, and then just sat there in front of me, and it was. I, I was mesmerized. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't say anything. I just stared at it. It looked like it felt like it was staring back at me. Oh, bro! And uh, it just kind of hovered there, and then it just. Dude, can I tell you something? You know what I'm saying. So today, uh, nobody's home. You know, and um, I was gonna, I was gonna go I was gonna go get in the shower. And, um, so when I was going to get in the shower, I went, I had the water on and I, I moved the curtain and Hey Jeff, just so you know, we're back hot. Just, just so you know. Um, okay. so when I went to go in the shower, I realized that there wasn't, you know, there was just a little tiny bar of soap that was left. So I needed to re up on my bar of soap. So Did it have any hair on it? No. So I okay. needed to go out in the closet in the hallway to go get a bar of soap. So I didn't clothe up. Nobody's home. So I just went naked. Right. And, um, I went and I opened the closet door and all of a sudden my dog started barking upstairs and right away I freaked out. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought maybe somebody's <laughs> in my house and I was in my hallway naked, dude, I don't want, see, I, I, I have a fear. I have a fear that when I'm in the shower, that I'm going to get attacked. And so, you know, like when I'm in the hallway naked, trying to get a bar of soap, the dogs bark, I run in and I actually go get dressed just so I can go upstairs and make sure that there ain't nobody upstairs wanting to eat my face. <laughs> And I don't want my family to come home, see me laying on the floor naked with an eating off face. You know what I'm saying, Bauer? Ooh, ooh, that's a paradox right there. Which one is worse? 
Have you been watching Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies? <laughs> See, I dream about this stuff. That's the craziest part. Yeah, I'm not sure which is worse, having the ghost see you naked or your family see you naked. So you you clothe up for both. Um, and I'm sure it was probably a Speedo you had to throw on to go uh, Dude, you know, feel comfortable. I saw it. There was another house. one. I saw another. What's going on there? No, my, <laughs> my youngest boy um, just barged in the bathroom like a year ago, right when I was picking up something off the floor and I had no clothes on. Um, <laughs> so he got winked at. And he was in such <laughs> shock. He was in such shock that he just stayed there locked in. He didn't know what to do. He was just, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> the winking wanker. The winking um, wanker. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking that there's a hashtag in the chat room right about now. Can always depend on Miss Audrey on the hashtag. Tag. So, anyways, folks, this segment is brought to you by Kick Ass <laughs> Beef Jerky, Beef Sticks, Beef Jerky, Pickle Products, Bloody Mary Products. All you need to do is go to kickassbeefjerky.com and use Dude. code word all lowercase meatball and get 10% off every single freaking order. What's up, Bauer? You rattled every one of those off. And I had this uh, first of all, I, I started to drool. Then my stomach started to growl, and my entire digestive system said, "Feed me, oh, they got feed me." Excellent. I mean, that whole list sounded great. Dude, they got excellent beef jerky and their Bloody Mary products. Forget about it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. Forget oh. about it. Hey, by the way, drink. too, something really quick before we get back into business. Um, I think that I was the number one uh, CBD salesperson um, for last month. So. Uh, if anybody's interested in the CBD products that I sell, just go to streamingtalkradio.com. Scroll down about halfway down on the front page. You'll see the big banner right there. Just click on that. Get over there. And I also believe that code is meatball as well for a discount. Just get over there. Order some CBD. I'm going to be doing some interviews with a few people that have been using it. These are veterans, and uh, they have some injuries in regards to wartime uh, injuries, and they've been having some phenomenal results so just go to streamingtalkradio.com scroll halfway down click on it and order some cbd oil go ahead Bob. i just got hooked up with the brothers over there as well with tim and and just amazing stuff i've got some friends down in um in not right in his backyard in dallas and they've been trying to get cbd to uh, help with some spinal pain and uh and back injuries and and, and just calming down they finally hooked up they, they kept calling me up here in colorado Get some of that centers on down because you know we're we're dying down here. Mm. And I said it's in your backyard. Yeah, bro. Just go, just go see the Verve and Tim over there, and they got hooked up and they're loving it. So I'm going to be doing the same thing and getting a number of people who are actually using this these products and and getting results that you know similar to what Jeff did with with your reading. Right. You you've got another alternative, another way to look at the way in which you can affect well-being within yourself. Stuff that's been around for a lot longer than the current allopathic uh, approach and, and to Jeff's point that he was making earlier, I think allopathic medicine is fantastic from a technological perspective. If I've got a limb hanging off needs to be sewn back on and reattached and put back together. They're the first guys I'm going after. I will sew your stuff back on for you. Ooh, 
not with knitting needles. Okay. You oh. can't bring those. I know what you, I've seen you in the back, you know, doing your little crochet thing. And that is not, you can't use that on my body. Dude, I'll just slip you right up to a sewing machine, bro. And just spin <laughs> you like a rag doll. What's up? Just run them through. <laughs> All right. So, so Jeff, um, before we went on last segment, um, I was, I, I was kind of just letting you know that I'm doing something that goes against my standards and I'm going to this location where there was a tragedy. Um, by the way, this will be for another time. I had a conversation. I had a message from somebody yesterday who doesn't seem to care about the 38 indigenous people that were hung. He didn't think that was a significant part of our history. Um, anyways, for, for, for another what? time for, yeah, you know what? I want to remain professional. I don't want to say inappropriate things right now because the me, what were they hung say, for? Was it something that was adjudicated and then they were hung or they, they well, just hung because them? they were, they were, their land was being overtaken and they were fighting to protect their land. So they were corralled up and put in these camps. Um, I see, you I know, see. that that's where we kind of get this. You know, we run in this conversation, you know, about, you know, the natives and, and like you, a lot of people have this perception that every tribe was this, this group of savages uh, you know, we talk about what goes on in the Middle East right now. We talk about what's going on in Asian countries. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that our country has done that I don't agree with. And when I say our country, I'm talking about the big corporations that run our politicians that make decisions to go overtake other countries by giving them unpayable loans or putting them in debt so we can go over and we, we, we can control what they do. There's a lot of things I don't agree with. George Carlin called them the owners. The owners, absolutely. I call the them rulers. I call them the rulers yep. of the world. And yep. um, you know, so my thing is is that when we reference modern times, and I look at let's just say Iran, if Iran ever came to the United States and attacked us and took from us what we worked hard for, for generations we would want their blood for doing that. Um, you know, oh, when yeah, we when we look at some of the situations, some of them, some of them. When we look at the indigenous history in this country, um, there were a lot of very good tribes that just minded their own, and yeah. they had everything that they owned taken away from them. And their last thing, yeah, they, they had sure left, did. And the last thing they had left was to fight for what they had their their mm. morals, their their tribes, their peoples, their their women, their children. And so, does that make somebody a savage? If it does then you can consider me a savage because I would do the same thing if it happened to me, right? Yeah, I think most people would. They would certainly defend themselves, that's for sure. Right. So in yeah. regards to that, um, I always try to, as much as possible, have these conversations. And it makes some people uncomfortable. It is the way it is. But I've always been very careful on the paranormal realm and uh, mm. when I've mm -hmm. gone to, let's say, native land to do an investigation of a home that's on former, former uh, native land, um, I, I don't go to cemeteries. I don't believe in investigating cemeteries because there's people that are loved that are buried there, and I don't want to disrespect the families of those that are still living. But for some reason, there's been a couple situations in my past, Jeff, to where I've been called to locations that didn't seem like anything at first and found out that my purpose was much greater than just going and doing a paranormal investigation. There were messages mm -hmm. to be had and there was healing mm -hmm. to be had through these investigations. And there's something in my heart that is forcing me to want to go to this location next Thursday and to try to open that doorway of communication, extremely respectable and to see if there's any messages, if there's anybody there that would like to share yeah. with us. You know what I'm saying? Am I doing sure. it wrong? Am I doing a bad thing? 
is 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 are we in planetary alignment? Is is something off that saying, Rocky? Maybe you should do it at this time. Well, well, first I would say this that that I think what's pretty much ubiquitous in all cultures and all religious denominations is blessings. It's always, I think, something really amazing about doing blessings, about releasing energies where bad things have happened. Um, Again, one of my favorite guys to quote is someone known as Daskalos, who is also known as the Magus Ostrovolos. Um, He was a Christian mystic. And I think one of the most advanced, what, what I, I feel blessed about is I've had the chance to look into some of the stuff in India, Tibet, Egypt, the Middle Ages, Christian denominations, Hebrew, Jewish, you know, uh, many different de- de- denominations. One thing I find that is absolutely, again, unanimous is blessing wrongdoings. In fact, um, it's, it's believed we emit elementals out of our third eye chakra. Science has yet to prove that, though Dr. Emoto did prove it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with messages in water where he yep. proved literally sacred thoughts or things. So what, what's interesting is I did cast a chart on this, and it comes up very positive. And, and I, I would say, you know, Robert and I have had these conversations too. Astrology works on what I would call the lower dimensions where we would kind of say mundane, the mundane world is. And I think when you get above into sacred things, astrology doesn't apply. And that may sound almost kind of uh, a dichotomy of, of, you know, what I do, but I actually don't believe astrology works on the upper stratospheres, or you could say, not even to use the word stratosphere, but the upper realms uh, of, of the souls and releasement of them. And um, there, there's a, again, we, we had referred to the tree of life is certainly one great way to look at it. And this is called the world of Asaya down here, which is a Aramaic or Hebrew term, which actually means the world of action. It's called the sublunar world between the earth and what they call the dimension of uh, formation. And they say there's many dimensions, 49 dimensions, potentially 49 sub-dimensions. And a lot of souls and spirits get trapped here. Mm. In fact, there's some wonderful shows going on where they talk about soldiers from the Civil War, soldiers from various wars or traumas are still there. I I had talked uh, one time about this uh, girl that I had found in Bel Air at this mansion. A judge had owned the house and he he didn't believe in any of this stuff. And he says, you got to keep this quiet. And which now it's 25 years ago, so I don't even think he's alive anymore. But um, I found a girl had been murdered there. She was pushed off a hill, and her spirit or soul is still dwelling there. Mm. So, no, I think it's wonderful to to do any kind of blessings. Um, and, and the interesting thing about blessings, there's so many different formats of them. Like you have various ones put forward by tribes or by religions, different sects of Christianity, different sects of, of the Kabbalah, the Hebrew, the blessings in uh, the Hindu religion, and they all seem to work. I think the intentions mm-hmm. uh, are, are so important when someone does it from truly the spirit and the soul. I so, think that that's the message, Rocky, mm-hmm. that, you know, I think there's two things. Again, this is just my own personal uh, intuition in this. You're being called there, which is why you have this opportunity and, and you and Scotty are, are going. And I think the message that Jeff got in the chart is you're being called there to, to bring blessing, to bring 
uh, an intention of wanting to be one in a respectful way with this event. And maybe there's something that is supposed to come out of it at a minimum personally for you and, and Scotty, but maybe there's a, a another message that you're supposed to bring that they want you to bring into this physicality, into this time about the, what happened at that place with those souls. That's a good point. I, I want to bring up something else too. That's really good, Rocky, that I, I like about you. Um, and that is your, your, your underlying intent to do uh, something that's positive and acknowledge. I, I think one of the things that I have been blessed lately to study Robert and I have been talking about, and we're actually working on this series right now where we're looking into, and I've had, again, this great blessing of studying all this ancient Egyptian Kabbalistic and Vedantic stuff. And one thing that is so important that seems to come up is the hatred that we all hold or the grudges, if you want to call it mm -hmm. that, gr grudges. And and I think if anyone's honest, they'd have to say we all hold grudges. Well, someone offended me. Well, he did this or she did that. Okay, that binds you psychically to those things. So releasement. And, and again, this was called many different things in the West. They call it repentance and clearance. And of course, in uh, uh, Hinduism, they would refer to it as releasement or remedial measures or, or releasing karmas. You know, the same thing the, the Tibetan lamas talked about. Mm -hmm. in, in Hebrew, they call it teshuvah, which is releasing, you see. So again, anytime that kind of stuff is acknowledged and released, I think it has powerful effects. And it's it's kind of one of the core elements of clearing places. You don't you unless you, you get hostile spirits. Unless you get right. hostile spirits, then then you got to get you got to get like Josie Wales. You got to get Mad Dog Mean. Remember that? Remember that scene in Josie Wales? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, With Clint, I don't, Eastwood, I Clint Eastwood said, <laughs> "There's times you got to get Mad Dog Mean, and sometimes that there there's something to that." That's know? when we say we're going to throw uh, some namaste on your ass. <laughs> that's right you gotta remember right. jeff Rock, rocky's you know he's a he's a are you a gen xer what what, what oh, where are you following? everybody's got to see the outlaw josie <laughs> wales by by clint eastwood one of the best movies ever it's just a guy that was plowing the fields and then his wife and kid gets murdered it's uh and then he gets sucked into the war it was a oh, civil yeah. war movie but best Western I've ever seen, the outlaw Josie Wales with, with Clint Eastwood. And he had this Indian, speaking of Indians, he had this Chief Dan George, who is the reflection character, who made that movie. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It never gets cited either as being such a great movie. And yet it's probably one of the most successful Westerns ever to come out. It plays continuously on, on these. You know, can I tell you something? As long as we're, we're talking about movies, I, I, I want to point out a movie that it's, and now put, the actors aside, uh, whether you like them or not, but there was a movie that I watched, uh, The Last Samurai. Uh, that was the one with Tom mm -hmm. Cruise. I don't know. Have do you seen yeah, it, Boward? Uh, Jeff, yeah. have you seen oh, it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was something extremely profound in that movie. It's it's sometimes, and, and I was guilty of this until I've had my journeys in life, but sometimes we will sit there and, and have this perception of another culture based off the information that's fed to us, basically through propaganda right now in modern day ages, media, the information that we get on our phones and our computers and, and the Channel 9 news. Um, so we garner this perception of things that we don't understand based off the information that's put on our dinner plate. When you look at the situation like with Tom Cruise, where he was a, a soldier for the United States Army, 
he was to go and 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 uh, wipe out the samurai, the last samurais, and he was captured. He was in prison, and then by the people that he despised the most, and then through his going through the sobriety, and then learning and understanding their their disciplinary cultures, uh, he he garnered so much respect for that culture. He was willing to give his life for it, and and that goes in life for me. And this is the things that I try to teach my children: is that do not judge something that you know nothing about. Do not ridicule something you know nothing about. Do not judge the way somebody lives because you don't understand why they live that way. You only understand the way you live, and the way and how you choose to react towards certain things. And I thought that was so profound in that movie that we can look at modern times. And look at cultures that judge other cultures just strictly based off the lack of understanding that other culture. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think, you know, yeah. Con- yeah. Contact, content in context and the perspective is is part of the what's been used as, as a tool to weaponize not only the words and the resulting narrative, but then how that soaks into the minds of the people that receive and consume that stuff. And and to me, it's why it's so important to be as objective as possible, regardless of to the degree of one swing to swinging to one side or the other of what you see as something that is either objectionable on one mm-hmm. side or extremely acceptable on the other. Anything on either side and everything in between is going to be the result of the content and the context with which that content has been given to you and then the perspective that you adopt. That's why it's so important to be objective to your your point, Rocky. It's easy to get emotionally invested and uh, set off, if you will, as opposed to using the the triggered word. Um, when you see or, or hear or experience something that is not quite what you expected or it's something that is antithetical to what you were taught or what you have adopted in your own belief system. So being able to do this experience next week going to this place where these spirits and these souls were transformed as a result of the event and the activity that happened there is a very profound and and powerful set of content in a context that you are going to your with a purity of heart and perspective so that you can be there honoring the experience and honoring those spirits and that is the truest sense of just being, you know, I guess human, right? Because we we have those feelings, we have that connection with the energetic world of the interactive consciousness, as Jeff uh, defines it, and I think is just absolutely a, a perfect way to describe the cosmos and the consciousness that we inhabit. There is a a place of balance and harmony and resonance with the way in which a spirit and soul exists and within the way it it exists and interacts with other spirits and souls. And I think my sense is that you're, you're just, you're going in with a pure heart, with a pure intent, with a respected and honoring uh, intent. And those spirits and souls that are there are waiting for you in that same way. Well, I hope so. I I hope I don't. There's a lot of stories where, where, a lot of times haunting spirits, once they're blessed or acknowledged or in some way, <clears throat> uh, blessed would probably be the best word, they actually release, they go away. 
they move on. It, it's interesting, this whole topic, because Robert and I are going to be getting into this. Um, the, the spirit, what psychology would call our conscious mind or psyche, seems to be separate from the lower portions of the soul. In other words, the psyche, our personalities, what, what psychologists or psychiatrists would say, oh, your personality, or your sense of egoic being or, or our sense of self, is actually separated from other areas of the soul. <clears throat> and it's interesting because some of the ancient rabbinical texts and Vedantic and Egyptian texts specifically address that. <clears throat> One of my favorite persons, if anyone ever wants to read an amazing set of it's called The Ringing Cedars of Russia. Um, it was written by uh, a man named Vladimir, I forget his last name, but it's about a lady named Anastasia who lives in the Russian tundra up in, the, up in Siberia. And she actually lives with the animals. And her ancestors go all the way back to Egypt. These wow. are the most profound books you'll ever, ever read. And she talks about this, how the lower spirits in the souls or you could say the lower portion of the spirit dwells near the grave. And people say, well, what about, you know, cremated people? Well, it, it, the body seems to not affect, even though the body is, there is an association to the physicality. Uh, but it's, it's interesting that that psyche, we tend to get reclothed by all these ancient cultures' opinions, and I think they may be absolutely right, on it with an astral body. Because we, we hear this where someone says, my mom came back to me and she looked all normal, like she was young or she looked beautiful again, you know, and she died of cancer or what have you. So it's interesting how the astral world tends to be so much different than the, they call these things garments. The bodies are the garments. It's the souls that are continuous in the mm. spirits. So the, it's really great what you're doing, because I think anytime we can release something that's been wronged, the spirits themselves tend to move on well, or I, they I, they release i i hope that is the case now gentlemen we have about three minutes left here uh i, I want to jeff I, I want to give you the floor here um because a lot of people when i say contact jeff if you're interested in an astrology reading uh right away they're gonna think of the sunday paper we, we've talked about this on one of the other shows can you explain to people the multiple different ways in regards to when your clients contact you, what are they looking for when it comes to information and how can people contact you if they want to get their reading done from you? Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I would say everyone's different. Uh, it's so interesting because, um, everyone's different. They're all looking for answers. Uh, I, I myself, I'm always looking for answers. It could be career related. It could be life path related. Um, you know, I've had mothers sometimes that are interested, how can I interact with my child better? Or, you know, a lot of people have career questions, but I always try and assess what it is that someone's looking for and then help them by seek cycles. Um, when, when I do personal readings, uh, again, Zoom, which we're on right mm -hmm. now, is such an amazing tool. I mean, remember the days when cassette tapes were there? I, I, I mean, 25, 30 years ago, people used to leave my office with a stack of papers and a cassette tape that they hoped they could hear good, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, now, I mean, 
you can be anywhere in the world and you've got Zoom with the video and this crystal clear audio. And, and the, the most important thing is I can show people like location astrology, where they're living. Because a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's so diverse what people are looking for. They're either looking for better places to live, changes in jobs, relationships. And, and I, I really try and tailor the reading to address those things. The, the most and real, real important, thing, just I want to jump yeah. in here real quick, real important. Sure. This is what you don't get in traditional tropical. You can get aspects of it in tropical, but uh, on the Sunday paper there, and Jeff and I just did a show. You can see it on the Nexus where we talked about exactly what Jeff is talking about types of reads and techniques. It's so much broader and, and deeper. And that's what's really important about Jeff services in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, it's really an honor for me to do it. The, the more, you know, I've all my life been trying to get away from astrology and it keeps chasing me back. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm kind of turning a corner, I always say life is a three-act stage play. <clears throat> Act one is from birth to the first Saturn return when you're about 28 years old. Act two is from the first Saturn return to the second when you ju just before you turn 60, about 58 years old. So Robert and I are in act three right now, and uh, we're enjoying it now. now uh, but it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of value. We're here to do things. We're here to create, and we're here to help people. And it's, it's an honor to, to be able to you know, help people any way that I can. And you know, I think everyone's reading is really custom tailored to them, you know, and that's, that's what I try and do. And I, I'm kind of, I have to say this last couple of years, I've really delved into this ancient Vedantic astrology <clears throat> that gets into the soul. I just love how you can see the soul root. Like, where do we come from? And, right. and you know, it's not just our ancestral DNA, but it's our, our lineage from a soul point and uh, what what our purpose here is. And it's, it's another viewpoint of looking at life, and it's very enjoyable. Folks, if you want to contact Jeff, just go to jeff at jeffharmon.com. I will make sure to link every Everything here and Jeff I am putting all your information up on the website we have like 10 seconds before we have to go and I appreciate both you all guys right. thank you both so much ladies and gentlemen thank you rule number one don't take shit from nobody love the hell out of each and every one of you guys <laughs> have a wonderful night guys <laughs> oh, Rocky, we gotta love you Rocky <laughs>